Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market here on the Duncan Duo Show. I'm Andrew Duncan uh, with the Duncan Duo, joined by Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage. And uh, with it being uh, the week of Thanksgiving and all uh, upcoming, uh, you know, it's it's a few days away. And I thought, you know, this this week's segment, first segment, I wanted to start off with what we're thankful about uh, in the Tampa Bay real estate market this year. And I think Leading the way, Mike, in terms of things I'm thankful about when it relates to the Tampa Bay real estate market, uh, low interest rates. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things, I mean, the interest rates were low as it was, and then COVID happened and a lot of um, you know, fiscal stimulus came through from the Federal Reserve and whatnot that drove interest rates even lower and just gave such an opportunity for so many buyers out there and people to re- even refinance, but buyers to have more buying power. Uh, to be able to afford more home um, with the, with the same dollars to be able to go there, and it just increased the um, the demand that we've talked so much about on the show, um, you know, moving forward because so many people jumped into the market to take advantage of these low interest rates. Yeah, I think one of the 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 real driving forces behind the low interest rates um, was this fear um, that you know of economic uncertainty when COVID happened. And, and what was going to happen to the real estate market. There's no question that when COVID first started happening, I had concerns that, uh, that the real estate market could crash and that we could see, you know, drop in uh, home sales, a, a drop in demand. And, and fortunately, uh, the opposite of that happened. We had uh, an increase in demand from more people wanting to move. But but all of that combined, the number one thing I'm thankful about when it comes to real estate this year is just low interest rates. I hope that continues. That continues to fuel our market. It continues to to uh, protect affordability for people as prices have gone up. Uh, interest rates are just such a key. Low interest rates are such a key factor towards our 2021 real estate re- year. But uh, extremely, extremely thankful for low interest rates. Yeah, absolutely. It's been an incredible year as far as real estate goes in the Tampa Bay market. And we're here every Sunday talking about it and all the great things coming And And it does look, you know, I, I shared something on social media in the past week about, you know, 2021 as we begin to look ahead and some of uh, one of the national publications about where there it's going to be in a head was color coded a heat map of where there's going to be large increases of purchases and, and pricing power in 2021 in Florida. Um, was darn near the top of that list um, to be able to be there. So truly with the low interest rates, with the supply and demand dynamics we have, I think uh, as we move ahead into the new year, um, you know, brighter days will continue. And let's talk about other things we're thankful for in in 2020's real estate market. And you kind of touched on it a little bit, but it's population growth. Uh You know, Tampa Bay, um, you know, Florida in general, everything that's gone on, uh, it has made Florida more attractive for some people. And and we've gained in population, people from New York, California, the Midwest, uh, moving here, uh, expediting their retirement in some cases, buying a second home. All of those things have fueled, uh, you know, demand for our real estate market that has driven, uh, you know, the the you know, just driven the successful real estate market in addition to interest rates. I think that strong population growth 
to uh, support an already strong demand prior to all of this uh, really has helped fuel it. So, so definitely grateful for population growth. I probably won't be saying that uh, like as we get a little <laughs> bit closer to Thanksgiving and Christmas when I drive out to the beach or to populated right. areas right. because that population growth will cause the roadways to be uh, overcrowded. But, but for real estate, there's no question that the population growth has fueled uh, the real estate market. Yeah, and you know, one of the things I'm I'm most thankful for, and and I know you feel the same way too, Andrew, is just the opportunity we've had to serve so many families um, and serve so many people in this year because of all the reasons that we have just mentioned to be able to help people, um, you know, help them with that early retirement, get them into their dream home, move them to an area that is more suitable for for themselves and their family, and just being able to truly be able to help people. Um, still while all this was going on and all the technology you guys use and your team uses to still be able to navigate, you know, whatever COVID throw, threw at us, um, you know, was uh, is certainly something I'm very thankful for. Yeah, and, I, and, and there's no question that uh, there were other contributing factors to our successful real estate market this year. Uh, the, the third thing I'm grateful for is uh, the lack of storm damage. You know, every year in Florida, we're, we're, we're crossing our fingers because a big one could hit us, and, and that obviously could rock our economy and our real estate market and our tourism. We got kind of close. You know, we, we, we had a, we, we had some, you know, some property damage, some, some light flooding, um, you know, we, we, we got close, but, but no major impacts that, that derail our infrastructure or slow down our real estate market from, uh, the aftermath from ETA. So, so, you know, very grateful that, uh, you know, not, not a ton of storm damage this year or no major big storms that, um, you know, that, that have thrown a curveball at us. Yep. And knock on wood that, uh, you know, yeah, we, we finished off November. We got yeah, a week year. and a half or so. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, and then we can start, uh, you know, hoping for next year as well. So another uh, item that I'm thankful for about in the Tampa Bay real estate market in 2020, uh, and th this is kind of one that I'm thankful for and in some ways not thankful for, but but I'm just going to focus on my team and what I'm thankful for, and it's uh, new agents getting into the business. I think that COVID has uh, pushed a lot of people out of the service industry and out of work, and it's brought some you know young, fresh blood into uh, the real estate agent side of the business that I think is, is much needed. I think our industry needs an overhaul. I think there are a lot of challenges with uh, how real estate operates and the people that get into the business and, and their commitment or, or lack thereof to the business. So, so I'm excited to see uh, some young people, some, some people that came from other industries that are that are sharp and, and top top people uh, I'm excited to see some of uh, those kind of taking um, you know the the uh, reins so to speak and, and growing and moving the real estate industry forward so I'm, I'm thankful for a, a growth in in agent count and and the quality of people getting into the business yeah and it's always good when people come from different industries and from different backgrounds and whatnot and haven't been the the agent for the last 25 years. And, you know, we've all heard those stories, but when people come in, they bring new, fresh ideas, they bring a different perspective um, and they can change it. And as our population grows and as the dynamics of, you know, the millennial is the, the main buyer now and the largest group, it's good to have people in that age, age range to help them because they see things their way and everything else. So it is, it, it certainly is refreshing to have some, and we see it on the mortgage side too, to have some young, fresh perspective and, and energy into to the industry.
I'm also, you know, as far as the, the real estate market overall goes in terms of thankfulness, um, I'm also thankful for uh, lending underwriting standards, um, you know, that make sense. Um, when, you know, a couple of years back, um, you know, more than a couple of years, I've been, I've been doing this a long time, so a couple <laughs> of years sometimes to me, but, but the, you know, the industry started to uh, tighten guidelines and make things really strict. And, and it seemed to be, to me, an overcorrection towards a few bad apple uh, mortgage companies and, and a few bad apple mistakes on uh, mortgage bond buybacks. And so what, what ended up happening is it became, you know, it was, it was crazy for people to get a loan. And, and now it seems like things have, have normalized to where now if you have a good job, uh, even if you're self-employed, even if you're a gig worker, people, people can get loans today. It's, it's not impossible. You've got to follow some steps, but, but, I, but I'm thankful that our mortgage underwriting guidelines have not, um, you know, have not gone back to, uh, you know, a few years back where it was nearly impossible. Yeah. You sound like me now, but yeah, so it's, it, it's, um, you know, we went from sort of one end of the spectrum or the other. If you go all the way back to the financial crisis where anybody could get a loan and, you know, the old saying, you know, you, you could fog up a mirror and you get a loan to then it went to super tight. And now the pendulum has kind of swung back to, to the middle where it's just makes sense underwriting and the regulations that were put in may it makes sense of it. And again, if you can you can prove your income, you can prove your job, and you make a good living. There are loan programs out there um, for you to be able to to take advantage of uh, real estate. So again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show here on uh, 970, and we're talking about um, you know things in the Tampa Bay real estate market that we're thankful for this year. And um, you know, I'm going to continue you know my uh, thankfulness and talk about new construction development without yeah. uh, and not just uh, like Water Street, for example, is putting a, a great big target on Tampa Bay, which is going to be awesome. It's going to bring much needed inventory, but also some of the large national scale builders continuing to build and grow in Tampa Bay because in some instances people wouldn't be able to find a home if they didn't have new construction. So a lot of our new construction builders that are national have have made sure to really focus on Tampa Bay to grow and build and, and keep creating product and, and innovative product. Uh, so, so that's something that, that if we don't have uh, the, the, the attention paid to us by developers and new construction, we, we don't have inventory for people to move here. So, so the, the, you know, definitely thankful for the inventory and all the things that, that local builders have done to, uh, you know, to provide inventory, much needed inventory for Tampa Bay. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that, you know, the, the nice part about, um, you know, the, the developer side of things is that it's twofold. It creates inventory, but there's also um, so some of our developments, you know, waterfront and downtown, they become newsworthy. They get sure. picked up by national news networks. So it's, you know, these things we're thankful for. The new construction developers actually support a few of those things by AKA driving population growth because people see some of these new communities that are innovative and say, wow, man, that, that looks really cool. I, I want to move, uh, yeah. move here. Yeah, for so, sure. So let's talk. My, my last point on things I'm thankful for as it relates to the Tampa Bay real estate market, uh, you know, and, and obviously we've had appreciation because of all these things. We've had record home sales. You know, th those are the actual, you know, uh, those are the final results. I, I'm, I'm talking about the causes that have led to all those things. Uh, winning sports teams. 
let's face it, winning sports teams put a target on an area people want to live close to, uh, support, go to games of winners. You know, you have a Stanley Cup champion, um, you know, Tampa Bay Lightning. You've got a World Series uh, runner-up, Tampa Bay Rays. And now we've got a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team led by the GOAT, Tom Brady, that is, um, you know, that that's on, uh, you know, a great run as well. So those, it really does have an impact on the local economy, job creation, people moving here, uh, us being talked about on national news networks when we've got winning championship sports teams. Those owners have done an incredible job, uh, not just in terms of, you know, how their organizations impact real estate, but just providing, you know, a winning team and, and continue to put that winning team on the, on the field, on the, on the ice uh, you know, and, and hopefully that continues for years to come. So we're going to, um, ra- uh, we're going to jump to a commercial break. And on the other side, we're going to continue our conversation about the Tampa Bay real estate market here on the Duncan duo show. So we're back here on the Duncan duo show. And you know what, this, this coming week is Thanksgiving. Uh, and you know, one of the things I'm really happy about with Thanksgiving this year is a lot of the retailers, uh, you know, started to grow a conscience this year. And decided that they're not going to open up on Thanksgiving to make their employees come yes. in on Thanksgiving, which I think is pretty cool. With so many sales and and things going online today, uh, there, there's there's just uh, you know I think a growing desire for people to be able to stay with their families this year more than ever because of everything that's happened. But we still have Black Friday, and Black Friday is the uh, biggest shopping day of the year. They call it Black Friday because it's the day the retailers move from uh, red, aka losses, to black, aka profit. With record sales, they, uh, you know, crazy deals on TVs, laptops, iPads, you name it. Um, and and uh, Black Friday every year is, um, is, is, is a great opportunity to um, get items and things that you want. A lot of first-time homebuyers out there, though, um, need to pay attention to this because, you know, there, there, there are some great things you can buy this Black Friday as it relates to your home. And, and you know, I'm going to go through some of those items, but I'm also going to relate it to real estate. But first and foremost, um, you know, tools, ladder, for example, uh, cookware sets, um, Roomba vacuum, uh, for those people that don't like the vacuum, artificial Christmas trees, mattress toppers, a smart TV, um, mixers, a rug, a uh, toolkit and a cordless drill. Th- those were the top 10 items, um, you know, in, in a couple of news releases this week that first time home buyers need that are going to be on record sales at retailers like Kohl's, Walmart, uh, Best Buy, Home Depot. So um, that being said, great opportunity, Black Friday to get some incredible deals for your home. But what about buying a home? Um, so I want to send you to a website, Tampa Bay smoking and that's with the g tampa bay smoking deals these are our smoking hot deals for black friday um so not smoking cigarettes but spelled the same way tampabaysmokingdeals.com if you're looking for a great bargain on real estate we have handpicked the list to put together and uh it is at tampa bay smoking deals so we have combed through not just our listings but all the listings in the MLS and put together a list of 50 properties that we think are some of the best buys in the marketplace. So if you're looking for that Black Friday real estate bargain today uh, and you want to save a whole lot more than 20 bucks off of your TV, you might be able to save five, ten, twenty thousand dollars on a on a piece of real estate. Go to TampaBaySmokingDeals.com. You can review our list. You will have to sign up, provide provide your email address to get access to um, everything on the list, but. 
uh, nonetheless, TampaBaySmokingDeals.com is uh, our Black Friday real estate bargains. It's something that uh, we have been doing every year, and we kind of abandoned it a year or two ago. Um, but but this year, we, we're putting that list together. And uh, if you go to the website, you'll you'll see it live, uh, TampaBaySmokingDeals.com for your Black Friday real estate bargain. Let's face it. Would you rather save 50 bucks on a cookware set or 10 grand on a house? Yeah, absolutely. I think 10 grand, I think 10 grand is a better number. And, and so every year our agents and myself included comb through the MLS over Tampa Bay and we look for the best bargains. And these are, you know, distressed properties, foreclosures, short sales, um, you know, sometimes our own listings, many, most times not, uh, that we've just found. And, and sometimes let, let me explain this to you about real estate so that you, so that if you look, if you go to TampaBaySmokingDeals.com and you look at those best bargains, um, you're going to see a lot of properties that may not have good photos. You know, the agent may not be a great agent. They probably underpriced the home. They made a mistake, and that's why we've put it on the list. So don't pay attention too much to the aesthetics. Those are properties you want to go see in person because maybe the agent didn't spring for a professional photographer. Maybe the agent priced it to get rid of it really fast. Maybe it's a, a home that needs some work, and that's why it's such a good deal. But but nonetheless, you're not necessarily going to see the glamorous, luxurious, incredible HDR photography on these properties. They're underpriced. You know, sometimes it's the agent that doesn't have the marketing uh, experience and they've underpriced the home and they've made a mistake and, you know, bad for the seller that hired them, but good for you as the buyer to find a great deal. So this is my personal hot list for Black Friday, the Black, our Black Friday real estate specials in Tampa Bay. Go check it out at Tampa Bay Smoking, that's smoking with a G, TampaBaySmokingDeals.com. Um, and, and, you know, get yourself a black Friday real estate bargain. That is a way better deal than <laughs> saving a few bucks on a Roomba or a Cuisinart, Cuisinart coffee, you know, cookware set or a coffee pot, you know, come on. So anyway, um, but yeah, we stopped doing that. And I, 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 I re- decided to bring it back this year. Cause I think there's definitely some people out there that could use a list like that. So yeah, a lot of people are looking for the deals because the market's been so hot and across the board, they're, they're waiting for a place to see, Hey, are there any deals left out there? And, uh, so I think it's genius that you, that you put this together and give a chance for people to look where maybe they can get a little bit better of a deal than, than they would in, in the normal marketplace that is out there. So that's awesome. Yeah. And, and they're properties that we've looked at the price per square foot, the comps. I mean, these are properties that we've determined are, are really good deals. So again, Tampa Bay smoking deals.com. We'll be back on the other side, continue our conversation about the Tampa Bay real estate market. So back here on the Duncan duo show, talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market, joined by Mike Corrigan with cross country mortgage. I'm Andrew Duncan with the Duncan duo team. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you've heard us talk about the uh, movement migration, so to speak, of the population to the suburbs from the uh, the suburbs and rural areas from the cities uh, that has really been happening in Florida for a while. Um, you know, build, new construction builders have a hard time finding uh, enough land in the city to build any kind of mass scale uh, developments or communities that they can that they can make money on. So suburbs have always been growing, but this year it seems that with everything that's happened with COVID, there's been a move for people to have more land, more space, not be yep. as confined. Um, you know, the, the fear of the Rona, you know, so, so you've got bigger <laughs> right. houses, bigger yards, yep. you know, you want to move out of the apartment, all those types of things have led towards more and more activity development and sales in, in Tampa Bay suburbs. So, you know, they continue to fuel our, our real estate market, 
but but I think some important things that that are that are beneficial with suburbs, whether it's COVID year or not, you're going to get more house for the money, right, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. You can as you get farther away out, you're going to get more, and I mean, interest rates help with that too. You're going to get more out there. Um, you know, as you get farther away from the urban areas, you tend to get more for your money and it just plays into what the demand is, right? And the, the home builders, what they, they're recognizing the changes of what people are looking for and, you know, they're building accordingly, which is, you know, great. So, and I think not just bigger homes, but more advanced homes, right? um, you know, more technologically advanced, more smart home features from the get go that you don't have to pay and add later on, um, you know, with new construction and, and, and developer development opportunities that are happening in the suburbs that you don't get as easily in the city. So it, it started to trend more millennials towards the suburbs that were really sticking closer to cities as affordability, uh, you know, has been hampered by rising prices, even though interest rates are keeping it as, as good as it can be, prices keep rising and, that, and that's caused a push to people to, to go to the suburbs. So you're talking about areas that are within uh, you know, a, a reasonable drive to big cities, so you can have a, a, a still a reasonable commute. But but these areas are um, experiencing homes that, um, you know, they're they're just more technologically advanced. They're more friendly for millennials. More more and more millennials are saying, you know, what I can drive thirty minutes a day. You know, I can I can deal with that for all of this extra space. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked on the show in the past when we were talking about COVID and how people have sort of repurposed homes or the things that become important. But you're seeing the the builders focus, too, on, you know, outdoor living space, how important that is. So what else outside the home can you do, whether it's a lanai or a patio or whatnot, that's going to be able to do that. Some of the extra rooms, whether it's going to be a spare bedroom or now a home office or a home gym or whatnot. And they're they're, they're building accordingly so that it meets the demand of what what people are looking for. And, and technology certainly enhances that as well. And I think that, um, you know, when, when we talk about the growth of the suburbs and, you know, a lot of it is really talking about new construction communities because in Tampa Bay, because that's where they're building. Now, yep. that doesn't mean suburbs everywhere are that. In Tampa Bay, you know, suburbs and rural areas are where new construction builders are focused. It's where they can get land at a price that makes sense. It's where they can uh, not have as many obstacles with the city versus the county in terms of permitting. Um, you know, it just, it makes sense for them. I'm a strong believer that every first time home buyer, I'm going to say this again, every first time home buyer should buy a new construction or relatively new home. I cannot tell you how often we have first time home buyers that buy this bungalow in the Heights yep. that's a hundred years old, has maintenance out the wazoo, has insurance out the you know what, and first time home buyers have a nightmare with it because they don't prepare for the extra expenses. They don't realize how expensive it can be maintaining an older home and and they get in over their head. So many first time home buyers make this mistake because things look charming and nice but practically don't make sense for someone uh, buying their first home. It's, you know, you can't, it's, it's, it's like a, you know, there's a reason it should be a starter home. You know, you're, you're trying to jump to the, to the all NBA team and you ain't even been a rookie yet. So it's, it's uh, you, you got to kind of graduate up to, to that. And I, and I think first time home buyers 
um, you know, really belong in a new construction home. It allows them to have less maintenance concerns, less budgetary challenges. Another reason, though, that I think first-time home buyers make a lot of sense uh, in a new construction home is the controllability of the extra ancillary costs. So what does that mean? Um, with, an, with an older home, your insurance can be outrageously high. Um, your taxes, you know, you can have historic district things and, and all these things that get added to your taxes. The, the, you know, your property taxes can be higher. With a new construction home, your first year of ownership generally, depending on where it falls in the calendar, you're going to pay taxes on just the land. So you're going to have a lower initial cost. The other thing that is extremely predictable for new construction is insurance, because this is a more well-built home. This is it. It's got the straps. It's got the the roof infrastructure. It's got things that make the insurance much more reasonable than an older home. So you might look at a two hundred thousand dollar house that's a you know bungalow in the Heights, and you got a two hundred thousand new construction house. The cost on the bungalow, when everything is added up, is going to be substantially higher than the $200,000 new construction home. You're also dealing with higher utilities on that older home. You're, it's not going to hold in the AC. The windows aren't going to be as good. So not only are you missing those smart home features um, and the sturdiness of construction, but it's costing you more money for the same house, and you're getting a smaller house. So not only do you get a larger house for the same price, but you get a, uh, you know, it's really a larger house for less because you're paying less on insurance and taxes. Yep, absolutely. And, and I think that, again, that, that's another reason why first-time homebuyers really belong in, in new construction. It allows them to kind of learn the process of home ownership, to learn the maintenance, to learn all the nuances, and then they can kind of upgrade and take more risk in a, in a home that, that, uh, that, that doesn't, you know, that, that has some of those maintenance issues. Yeah, there's so many stories out there. If you buy something and they think it's, you know, it's perfect and they don't realize because the house is 40, 50, 60 years old. I mean, things just happen. Right. And yep. um, and it's, uh, you know, even sometimes, you know, and the inspector comes out and everything looks good, but things tend to happen and, and you got to be prepared for that. And it's uh, those things all go away if you're in new construction. And when we're talking suburbs in Tampa Bay, there are a lot of them. There's suburbs north, there's suburbs west, there's suburbs east, and there's suburbs south. So east, you've got what I call Brand Rico View. You know, yeah. Brandon <laughs> Riverview Valrico. Okay, Brandon yeah. Riverview Valrico, and 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 you've also got Lithia out there in Dover, but but we call it Brand Rico View. And then uh, to the north, you've got Land Lakes, Wesley Chapel, even parts of Hudson, Newport Ritchie, Trinity, yeah. uh, the, that whole corridor. Uh, a lot of suburbs. You, you could even consider Carrollwood, Lutes, Odessa suburbs as well. So you've got that to the you know to the west. Um, you know the suburbs of St. Pete and Clearwater. You've got uh, you know Largo. You've got, um, you know, Seminole, Pinellas Park, um, you know, all of those areas. There are some new construction areas that are kind of out of the city uh, and considered uh, suburban in those areas. And then to the south, um, you know, you've got Apollo Beach. Uh, you've got uh, Lakewood Ranch, um, you know, Palmetto. You've got a lot of subdivisions in those areas as well. So we, we really do have a robust suburb area in Tampa Bay. But... Again, one of the big bonuses. And, and last but not least, another one of the big bonuses, I talked about maintenance, uh, you know, taxes and insurance, uh, home warranties. Uh, when you buy an existing property, uh, if something breaks, you're fixing it. 
you can buy a home warranty. Um, but, but the, the laundry list of additional terms and conditions is like reading, um, you know, a, a, a contract to buy a third world country because you're, you're it just, it's long, you know, to, you got to <laughs> yeah. interpret it, you know, right. whereas a builder warranty in a lot of instances will be a year, sometimes two and, and, you know, be bumper to bumper, you know, some builders will fix everything in that first year or two. So, you know, the, the warranty that you get. Um, allows you to not have to bear those costs and allows the builder to come back and take care of those things. One last part of, you know, the suburbs that I think really makes a lot of sense for people, um, you know, is kind of a like-minded philosophy. Um, you know, you get to meet, you know, they have block parties and yes. uh, organize things that the developer and homeowners associations put together um, to uh, to get people together, to meet other people, to meet people that have kids the same age, for kids to meet other kids. Um, you know, the, the suburbs provide for that, that sometimes the city just can't provide. So, um, you know, you if you were to ask someone, uh, that lives uh, close to the city. Let's let's just say a, a couple mile radius around downtown. Um, I, I'm confident that the neighborhood feel, uh, you know, for community is much greater in the suburbs than it is in those city areas. You've just got more people that are like minded, that are around each other, that, that you can make friends. That that I just don't think happens the same way in a city. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. They, I mean, they've done such a good job creating community events, um, sometimes right in the same subdivision, but creating, you know, different festivals, different things. And especially as, you know, we get outside of COVID and there's, you know, large gatherings, you know, movies in the park, things like that, that are able to do that really, you know, plays into the sense of community and, and a lot of people enjoy in those type of areas. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think, again, that's another reason why our suburbs in Tampa Bay continue to perform so well, provide inventory and be such a, a logical option for so many home buyers and, and not just local home buyers, but, but people moving here from other parts of, of the world and saying, hey, where, you know, where do I want to, um, you know, where do I want to live? What do I want to experience? So definitely, um, you know, exciting times for Tampa Bay suburbs. If you are a first time home buyer. Uh, make sure that you're paying attention to what's going on in the suburbs. And if you're looking for a real estate bargain, like I mentioned in the last segment, Tampa Bay smoking and that's smoking with a deal, Tampa Bay smoking deals.com. These are our smoking hot real estate bargains for black Friday. Uh, again, that's Tampa Bay smoking deals.com. We're going to wrap up the show with our last segment. We're going to talk about some statistics and what's going on uh, in the Florida real estate market after a quick break here on the Duncan duo show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show, wrapping up with our last segment. Florida's housing market in Q3 2020 shows strength amid the pandemic. And, and it's something we talked about for a while. Our real estate market has continued to perform well. Uh, home sales, single-family home sales up 13.7. Condos, 13.5%. Uh, home sales up. Median sales price up 13.2%. So... You know, pent up the buyer, the buyer demand, record low mortgages, huge driving factors. Continue to see that in the fourth quarter, no question, and the first quarter and into 2020 next year. No matter who's in the White House, guys, it, it isn't going to matter yep. what's going on uh, in the White House. The real estate market in Florida uh, is 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 going to is going to keep chugging away. Yeah, it's. I mean, there is. You know, I mean, we have gone through so many things this year where 
we we have wondered, hey, is this going to be what's going to cause the downturn or will this cause a slowdown? Everything else you talked about it earlier in the show when, you know, COVID first happened and nothing has came, um, you know, nothing has happened that that has marked it down. If anything, other things have happened to make it more robust and everything shows that that will continue into 2021 on um, the statistics keep coming out, you know, proving what we're saying. Um, and, you know, I think we'll be talking three, six, you know, nine months now that, you know, what we're saying today about, um, you know, the future being robust, that it's going to be as well and appreciation will still go up. And, you know, one of the things that's important, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people ask me all the time, well, are we getting into a bubble? Prices have gone up so much. Things are happening. Are we in a situation where it's all going to crash? And the statistics just don't bear that out. Um, the, the supply and demand dynamics, the fact that people can afford their homes, that they you have to validate their income now with getting through. There's nothing that shows that we're getting into a bubble type you know, scenario where we could see a large drop. And a lot of people that have been in the real estate market for a long time or have owned homes for a long time, you know, still fear that because of what happened in the financial crisis. But there is nothing that shows that. Um, and we are having healthy growth appreciation um, and, and, and everything looks good. Yeah, and I, I think another uh, part of the you know that 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 conversation with with what's going uh, on in our real estate market, low inventory. Now, there's the good and the bad of low inventory. Okay, low inventory is. Um, people selling their home, number of available homes for sale in the market because demand is so much higher. We've only got month supply inventory of like two to two and a half months in many of our neighborhoods throughout Tampa Bay. So what does that mean? It basically means that, uh, you know, a, a, they consider a balanced market around like six or eight months of inventory. So two months means it is a drastic seller's market. Well, when you have low supply and strong demand, prices rise and, and it continues that, that snowball effect of, really good things for the real estate market. Now, the downside is that, you know, some buyers can't find homes and, and that sort of thing, but uh, you can't make everybody happy, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> and and so low supply actually is, is fueling things. And I think that goes back towards uh, the low supply um, leads back to a conversation about people are not panicking about real estate. Because when, when people start to panic about real estate, they're afraid of a crash or they're afraid of a change in administration, they throw their house on the market to take their equity. They want to take yep. their gain before an, an imminent collapse. Well, people in Florida do not think an imminent collapse is coming. So not only do the stats not bear it out, but the, but the general perception from the people. Um, we saw an inventory rise up during the last election. Um, you know, for, you know, pe people just have unfounded fears over who's going to be president, what that's going to mean. And, and certainly it has an impact. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it doesn't mean you should just go sell your, your house and move to Canada. So the, the there are, there, they're not there. That isn't as prominent, uh, in this election as it was, you know, four years ago. So there, people aren't panicking. Home sellers aren't panicking and taking their gain because they think the there's an imminent collapse. So, so not only does the market and interest rates and everything point towards it, but the actions of home sellers that have equity point towards the real estate market continuing to be strong as well, or they would be selling their homes and taking their gains. Yeah, so, absolutely. So again, you've been listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. We hope you have an awesome, awesome, awesome Thanksgiving. We're so grateful yeah, for all of our listeners. Grateful for our team. Grateful for our families. Uh, I'm grateful for TampaBaySmokingDeals.com. If you're looking for a real estate <laughs> bargain, 
go check it out again. Uh, Mike, anything special you want to mention as we wrap up uh, the show before Thanksgiving? I just, yeah, I'm just extremely grateful for our partnership with with the Duncan Duo and your team and and all of the Tampa Bay real estate market and the ability to be able to to help and serve the community out there and. Uh, you know, everything great that's just going on in, in, in Tampa Bay is really, truly humbling and uh, look for we have so many brighter days ahead. Um, and as we get rid of this covid, it, it's uh, I, I'm so looking forward to 2021. Same as well. I'm looking forward to, you know, we have we put up our Christmas decorations already. Me too. And um, and and so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like Clark Griswold. I got like the whole the whole thing. And in fact, we actually have a life size Clark Griswold uh, stand up display that sits in one of our windows. It's funny to see the neighbors like walk by and they're like, is that guy staring at me? Is that is that? Chevy Chase. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> but um, you know, I had this little thing where every year uh, we put it out and we kind of chalk write things that we want for Christmas. And I won't read you my whole list, but but uh, the one I put was travel again. Yeah. <laughs> so, looking forward to uh, looking forward to some international travel, hopefully in 2021. And uh, you know, so anyway, well, we appreciate you tuning in. Have an awesome rest of your Sunday, Tampa Bay. <laughs>